Starting and sustaining a business is hard. Whether you're just beginning or have been at it for a while and need a pick-me-up, you're about to get exactly what you need. Welcome to Go For It. Your host is Joe Hausman. Today, you'll hear stories from others on how to keep going and laugh while you learn. Here is your host, Joe Hausman. Hello and welcome to Go For It. This is Joe. Hey, thank you guys so much for coming back every day, every week, every month, and every year. So appreciate each and every one of you for all the emails, text messages, and phone calls I receive. You guys are the greatest. And as you know, this show is being um, sponsored by Go For It Media Group, where we help people go for it by finding, expanding your brand, utilizing media and social media. Because social media, you know, the great thing about that is it's free. And also it gets in front of a lot of people. And a lot of people are kind of scared to be out on social media. But I tell you what, that's how this show has grown a lot uh, from social media. So anyway, expanding your brand, utilizing media, and really getting your name out there through this show and through other, you know, I know so many people that do podcasts. And I'm also sponsored on a TV show once a month. And it's all because getting out on media and helping you expand your brand doing that, it's really fantastic when you can do that. And for more information on that, you can go to joehosman.com. And ladies and gentlemen, I am really excited because one of my side things that I do is real estate investing. I haven't talked much about that on this show, but I, that is something I lo- absolutely love doing. And I am so excited for today's show because I have Mr. Russell Gray online with me today. He is a co-host of the realestateguysradio.com and also their podcast. Gosh, I think they've been on radio or podcast now 20 some, 22 years. Russell will tell us about that when he comes on. But so that's why I'm like really excited to bring him on because I want another source of revenue and avenue for you guys to really pursue if that is what interests you. I have so many people that come to me and once I start talking about it, especially when I'm out at events or talking or speaking at speaking events, they're really interested in no more. And you know me, I want to help you grow your business, but especially women. I really want to help women grow their businesses as well. So Mr. Russell Gray, oh my goodness, I'm so excited. And his business partner is Robert Helms, and he was on my show about oh, 18 months or so ago. But Russ is a co-host of Real Estate Guys, like I just said. It, that's an investment talk radio show broadcasting since 1997. The podcast version, oh, 1997, 22 years. The podcast version of the show has been downloaded millions of times and is heard in over 190 countries. Now, I'm aspiring to do that. I'm in 66 countries, so I'm aspiring to that 190. Russ is a financial and business strategist with a long and diverse background in marketing, financial services, investing, and media. A popular speaker at seminars and conferences, Russ enjoys sharing his experiences and perspectives with investors and entrepreneurs from around the world. And that is exactly why I wanted him on the show today. When I went to one of their events in June in Dallas, when I heard him speak, I thought, I have got to have him on my show. And he was so gracious to come on today. And to learn more about Russ and the Real Estate Guys, you know what? Visit their website, realestateguysradio.com. Russell Gray, thanks so much for being on my show. Go for it. Oh, thanks for having me, Joe. It's very, uh, very nice to be here. Oh, and I'm so thankful that you took time because I know you're a very, very busy man. But, you know, I am so excited about real estate investing. <laughs> and I've, I've been listening to you guys for four or five years. So tell, tell my worldwide audience about you, a little bit about you and how you got to be where you're at today. 
I've made a lot of mistakes <laughs> and I, you know, and I think a lot of people make a lot of mistakes and I think that really, um, you know, I love the name of your show, go for it because that's really what you have to do. Um, mm-hmm. you've got to get out there and you've got to go for it. When you do go for it, you're going to make some mistakes and you can't let that stop you. Um, you know, there's external things over which you have no control. The economy goes up, the economy goes down, interest rates go up, interest rates go down. Sometimes tenants or Governments do things that make your life a little bit more difficult, but we're all swimming in the same fishbowl. Uh, you can look around and see evidence of success everywhere. Even in 2008, which was a devastating time for me personally because I was in the mortgage business, which was the epicenter of the great financial crisis, and I was uh, over-leveraged in my real estate portfolio, banking on the cash flow from my business to supplement that, and when the mortgage industry imploded, it took my real estate portfolio with it. And I learned a, a great lesson. But out of that, it took about 90 days to get myself back up off the mat and take all of the great lessons that I got. And I'd like to believe now 10 years later, I am much smarter, uh, much more aware. And I think probably the biggest lesson is a lot more humble. There was a time in my life where I enjoyed being the smartest guy in the room. And 2008 taught me that's a very expensive place to be. Um, it's really much more important to be the dumbest guy in the room and have the people around you pull you up. And so I kind of make a career now out of finding people much smarter than I am, creating environments where I get to get close with them and spend time with them, uh, pick their brain. Uh, I like to talk about the things I'm qualified to talk about. I keep my mouth shut, um, trying not to have an opinion about things I haven't earned the right to have an opinion about yet. So uh, that's kind of me in a nutshell. I mean, I could talk to you a little bit about the history, but uh, just in the context of go for it, I encourage people to go for it. Just don't bet the farm on any one deal. Yeah, amen to that. Well, I'm he- I hear you because back in 2008, that was a rough time for us too. I mean, it really was. It was, you know, over leveraged and moving states, you know, away from one of our um, real estate investments and not keeping an eye on it. And let me tell you, <laughs> all that was not a pretty picture. But I love how you said it. Beca- it brought you to be more humble. And when we have life experiences like that, that's what happens. It, you know, if we, we can take the lessons and learn from it and become more humble. But I love also what you said, how you learn to listen. Because there were times in my life I did all the talking. And I still sometimes do all the talking. And I have to learn to listen myself. And so that's one of the reasons, another reason why I wanted Russ on today, just because of his knowledge that he's had from all the experiences that he's had in his life as well. So when we get into talk about real estate, so let's talk about maybe just the beginning stages of it. I have lots of people that will come and talk to me and say, how do you get started? Because I'm, I'm involved with the local, we have a local real estate uh, investment association. And so many people come to me, how do you get started? So Russ, from your expertise, how does one get started in it? Um, I think, you know, Robert and I, the way we teach it, we say it starts with your personal investment philosophy. We're big believers in um, kind of what I learned by studying Michael Gerber in the E-Myth, which is a classic business book everybody ought to go read, pay attention to. He calls it the primary aim. Um, Whatever you want to call it, I call it your internal mission. But when you're building a portfolio or you're building a business or a career, whatever you're doing, you have to ask yourself, what is it I want this venture to do for me personally? Excuse me. You know, and so that that creates the framework for for everything that you're going to do. And so the way I ask the question is like, what do I want? What do I really want? What am I willing to do to get it? And what am I not willing to do? 
And when you have that, it, it eliminates a lot of the options that you have. And that's a good thing because when you can begin to narrow your focus and know what fits for you and what you're trying to accomplish and what you're willing to do and not willing to do, then instead of running around being tempted by a bunch of distractions, you can narrow your focus and do the things that are going to have the most impact for you. It's kind of the old Pareto principle in 80-20. So to me, it starts there, really thinking about what it is you're trying to create. I think part of philosophy when it comes to real estate investing is understanding what real estate investing is and really what investing is and what real wealth is. And I spend a lot of time on this topic, but I'll just give you the nickel tour. Mm -hmm. Flipping houses is not real estate investing. Mm -hmm. Uh, Going from cash to asset to cash and ending up the round trip of whatever your activity is with a pile of cash is not investing. And sometimes people have a hard time with that, but Really what investing is, is accumulating the efforts of others. When you build a business properly, instead of owning a job where you have to show up every day and go to work, you own an enterprise where people show up every day and go to work to feed their families and produce a profit for you, whether you show up or not. That's real wealth. You do the same thing with your real estate portfolio. If if you have to go swing a hammer or look at deals and do all that work every month, month in and month out, like when you're flipping, and I'm not saying you don't do that to get some investment capital, but ultimately what you want to acquire is tenants. Because when you have tenants, and whether they're corporate tenants or residential tenants or farmers, it doesn't really matter what they are. As long as every day there are people getting up, going to work to feed their families and sending you a piece of their produce. So if you think about it, a typical tenant pays between 25 and maybe 30, 35% of their income to their landlord for the privilege of using uh, living in the property. Well, mm-hmm. how many of those do you want to have? I mean, I don't have to train them. I don't have to supervise them. There's always a long line. If I pick the right property in the right market, and the right price point, there's always a long line of people behind them. They're willing to take their place. And so I can create a steady stream of income based on the efforts of others. That's real wealth. And so really that's what the essence of real estate investing is. So you may work in your business to create income. And if you build it right, you build it so that it runs itself. And ultimately, uh, you own the business and it doesn't own you and you work in it because you want to, not because you have to. And then you take the profits that you earn and the income that you earn and the good credit that you have and you use that to lever into real estate where you accumulate even more people to go to work for you, except you don't have to train them or supervise them. And you can diversify geographically. You can diversify by industry, by picking a marketplace that where there's a major employers. I mean, there's so many things you can do with real estate investing. So I think fundamentally... Start with your personal investment philosophy, understand what real wealth is, and then the next thing is to begin to get educated and connected. And those two go hand in hand in my book. That's why even though I love digital, I love radio, I love podcasts, I love TV, I love emails, websites, all YouTube, all the different ways that people can learn. But ultimately, uh, what you're doing, Joe, is getting together with people in the real Mm -hmm. world. Mm -hmm. and forming relationships where you can raise capital, do deals, get in the deal flow. Uh, Real estate ultimately is a relationship business. And so don't get too caught up in in all the nuts and bolts and the mechanics and, and all the data and information. Really focus on building great relationships, having a great philosophy, and surrounding yourself with a team of advisors who can provide the technical expertise in financing, insurance, property management, market. You have to be conversant in those things, so you have to study, but you don't have to be expert. You have to be smart enough to ask good questions and to go back full circle to what we talked about earlier. Then you listen. 
your job is to is to apply wisdom to the information other people have and then make decisions that fit your personal investment philosophy and what it is you're really trying to build. Does that make sense? Oh, <laughs> to me, it makes total sense. And I love that. And you, you put it in such, do I dare say simple terms? But if you did it, you put it in terms that, you know, we can all relate to because we all have to have our personal investment philosophy, no matter if it's, uh, if you're in the stock market or real estate investing or whatever. And I love the part that when I started investing in real estate, we started doing um, single family homes. Well, now I do a little bit of land here or maybe a mini storage over here. It's something, you know, I like buying holds and then I also like, of course, cash flow. So by going to one of your events was phenomenal for me. So when you talked about having advisors around you, one event, ladies and gentlemen, I've been listening to the show for four years. I finally went to one of their events just six weeks or so ago, and my life has just like opened up tremendously. I mean, just opened up like for one event, and I can't wait to go to the next one, which will be coming up here in a couple months. But getting around like-minded people, and like Russ said, the people that have went and did it before you sit and listen to them and take their advice and take their knowledge and take it and run and go for it and go after what you're looking for, Uh, you know, when before I started really investing, I really didn't have a philosophy. I kind of dabbled here, dabbled there, and that. But when I really sat down and finally did my philosophy, I like changed, changed, changed tunes altogether. And it's just so well, wild, mean, but it's like this way answer, it does. Yeah, sorry, I didn't mean to talk over you. No, go ahead. If you if you want great answers, you have to ask great questions. Yeah. And what happens is we go through life and we get out there and we start feeling our way. We go, oh, that looks interesting. I'll try that. I'll try this. And I think that's better than not doing anything. So I'm not a guy that is like, hey, stay in your room and read a thousand books and, you know, figure out the perfect plan and step out in the world and expect to just have a straight line to success. No, no curves, no bends, no setbacks. That's not the real world. But if you do start out by studying other investors, by talking with other investors, by asking yourself good questions about the things we talked about, who you are, what you want, what you really want, what you're willing to do, what you're not willing to do, you know, what you, you know, enjoy doing and all those things, you're going to end up uh, compressing time frames. Pretty much everybody that is going for it on a daily basis is going to figure it out eventually. The great ones are going to figure it out early. I don't think there's anybody listening to this that has any level of life experience that wouldn't want to go back in a time capsule and go back to, you know, say when they were 20 years old or even younger, knowing what they know now and being able to compress time frames, avoid mistakes, make better decisions, get where they want to go sooner. And so all I'm suggesting is that doesn't have to be as iterative. It doesn't have to be as trial and error. It doesn't have to be as painful. Uh, as if you if you just take the time to get around some other folks and then you, you get in an environment where you ask yourself good questions. So one of you know one of Robert Helms's great teaching topics that he covers all the time is personal investment philosophy. And so you know if you if you go to our website at realestateguysradio.com and just put in personal investment philosophy, I'm sure you can find an episode in the hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of mm-hmm. episodes that we've done over the years where we've talked about that. And that can be a great place to start if you're out there just getting started. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And you can go back and listen to all their old podcasts at realestateguysradio.com. I think it's just under the podcast or is it under resources? It's, oh, they've got a lot of tabs up at the top. 
And you can just go ahead, or if you have iTunes or any of those others, you can just go ahead and download their show. I Seriously, I was just listening to them this morning. I was going to a meeting early this morning, and I had you guys on. And even right. if I don't catch the one from like six months ago, it'll play for me. So that's what I love about your guys' show. Now, we do have to go to break here shortly, but Robert, or sorry, Russell has set up an email address for if you guys have questions for Russ, you can send an email at goforit at realestateguysradio.com. So that's goforit. G-O-F-O-R-I-T at realestateguysradio.com. And when we come back after break, we have a lot more information to talk to with Russ. And I am excited to learn even more. Ladies and gentlemen, we'll be right back after break. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. I've got a special offer just for listeners of Go For It. Visit joehosman.com today and get a 20% discount off of my most popular three-month media package. This is an $800 value. My Go For It Media Group helps you expand your brand utilizing media. Finding your media outlets to promote your business, including my Go For It radio show. Check out joehosman.com, where you can also get information about other services like strategy sessions, my best selling book, coaching, and training programs, support for the radio show, and much more. Don't wait. Check out joehosman.com today for this special offer. If you are looking for a dynamic speaker for your organization or event, I would love to speak at your venue. Hi, I'm Joe Hosman, the host of Go For It on Voice America. My topics range from starting your own virtual assistant business to living a triumphant life. Right now, one of my most popular topics is from my Women Empowerment series about support for today's women-built businesses and women in leadership. Visit my website, joehosman.com, or call 605-941-7969 for more information. Again, that's joehosman.com or 605-941-7969. We're always talking business. Talk to an expert. Call now. Toll free. 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. listening to go for it to reach joe hausman with a comment or question about the show please send an email to joe at joehausman.com that's j-o at joehausman.com now back to go for it welcome back to go for it my show here on voice america hey are you guys getting as much information as I am? I have mr. Russell gray on the line with me today and he's from realestateguysradio.com now again At the beginning of the show, I talked about this a little bit, but one of my side hustles that I do, I love real estate investing, and eventually that will become my full-time business. But for now, it's a side one, and it's growing and growing. So I was so honored that Mr. Russell Gray uh, was honored to come on the show with me today, giving us great information. Now, before the break, we talked about people just getting started, and we know that's a hot topic with people. How do they get started? Where do they find the money? How do they fix their credit, or how do they do it with their credit? And before the break, he was talking about personal investment philosophy, but now we're going to get into more of the nuts and bolts about how to really maybe even go out and look for your first property. 
you know, what, what is it that really interests you about looking at real estate? So Russ, help us along with that. What is, how do people go about, do they find a realtor first or they look for their property first and their credit? How does all that work? So the way, the way we teach it is you start out with your personal investment philosophy, which we discussed, and then you look for a market that is likely to produce the kind of financial result you're looking for. And if you look around at different markets uh, across the country or even around the world, you'll find out some are a little bit more given towards equity growth, some are a little bit more given towards cash flow, uh, some are more, you know, agricultural or, you know, there's, 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 uh, different demographics that they serve, uh, the tax environment, business environment. Some, some states are on an upswing, some aren't. doesn't mean you can't make money in, a, in, a, in an economy that maybe is on a little bit of a downswing, but you just have to be careful. But the point is, is that you get your personal investment philosophy, you come up with a market, and then once you get into the market, you begin working on building a team because the team is actually going to help you find the properties. My favorite question to ask a property manager is, Mr. Property Manager, you make money when the property is rented. Is that correct? Yes. Well, then what can I put in your portfolio that will help you make more money? Because guess what? If he makes more money or she makes more money, you make more money. So I don't really get too involved in trying to figure out what the property should be. I ask the boots on the ground team what properties, what neighborhoods they think they can perform best at. Um, so it's much more about investing in people uh, and markets than it is about individual properties. Properties are somewhat interchangeable. Um, but with that said, you still have to be able to execute the deal. So I think before you go uh, look at any property and get out there, because what's going to happen is you'll find something you like and you'll, you'll make, write your offer and then you'll have to figure out the financing unless you're bringing cash. And most people, even if they have the cash, aren't going to want to use cash to real estate. So I think the first thing you want to do is go get a borrowing power analysis, meet with a mortgage professional, and get a feel for what you can qualify for right now as you are. Uh, the next question is, is if it's not as good as you could be, what steps can I take to improve my credit, to create better documentable cash flow, to uh, beef up my balance sheet with cash and cash reserves uh, for the types of property that I'm looking for? And so, you know, you have to begin to work on those things ahead of time. Uh, I have adult children, and as soon as they come of age, uh, I sit down with them and I'm like, okay, let's, let's talk about, A, the importance of protecting your credit, B, let's talk about creating an income profile for you and uh, a two-year documental package so that you're going to be able to qualify for mortgages. And then um, let's get to work on that so that two years from now, while we're working on getting the down payment capital together and studying markets and building the team, we're already putting the wheels in motion to make sure that you're lendable. Uh, and so that, to me, is like the very, very first step. Um, because a lot of people think they have to have a lot of cash and really your credit score and your documentable income is probably even more important because you can come up with cash quickly, uh, whether you bring on an investor or have some type of a windfall or somehow come up with some cash, you may flip a property or do whatever you have to do to create down payment, but it takes a little bit of time to build a credit profile. So you want to start on that right away. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I um, at break, I was telling Russell, I, back in the day, probably 15 years ago, I worked at a mortgage company and we were doing, I don't remember a special, we're at the mall, I remember. And anyway, people would come up to me and not just at the mall, but I mean, in my office, people would come to me and be like, I just want to check my credit because I eventually want to buy a house. So I did that a lot with people and then I helped them 
really work on their credit, try to figure out how, you know, what bills to pay down, those type of things. And one gal, she worked hard at it. And I remember she came back to me after two years and said, okay, I'm ready to buy a house. And it was, but she had to take those steps first to put that plan into action to be ready to be able to do that and and took her two years to do it. So I love that being able to get ready first and then the property comes last because you have to, you know, make sure your credit score is good and your income is important. So Russell, keep calling you Robert, Russell from a credit score, what is like a decent score? What is... You know, what do people, what do banks look for? Well, I haven't been active in the mortgage business for about 10 years. And when you get to the point where you're doing uh, commercial properties, you have to have decent credit, but it's a lot more driven by the property. When you're coming in to buy an individual, uh, like a single family home or a residential one to four, uh, you're probably going to want to conform to Fannie Freddie guidelines. Uh, so you're going to want to be in the 700, 7, 770 would be awesome. 720 uh, is, is usually pretty good top tier. Uh, these things change from time to time. I've noticed that I'm still on a lot of the mailing lists, and I can see that in the zeal to get loans placed, some lenders are actually beginning to lower their lending standards. And so it's kind of a moving platform. So um, this is where having a great relationship with your mortgage professional uh, in the market that you're interested in. You need to make sure that your, your mortgage professional can actually lend in the market that you're interested in, uh, although a lot of the loan programs are going to be, uh, you know, available in, in various places, but your your particular lender may not be able to lend there depending on where they're licensed. But mm-hmm. spend time with them and, and let them help you figure that out because, it, and again, the loans that you're going to use to acquire, uh, say, an owner-occupied property are going to be different than the loans you would use to acquire a res, uh, an income property. So you may decide, hey, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to buy a, my first property as owner occupied because it's my first property and then I'll live there for a little bit and then I'll move out and rent it out and I'll accumulate properties that way. So there's, that's a way for a beginner to kind of approach the game. But, but the, the point is get to know your mortgage pro and, uh, and stay in touch with them along the way. Don't just go visit with them at the front end of the process and show up two years later. I mean, I'm glad that worked for that gal, but uh, I'd probably once a quarter touch base and ask about new loan programs and review your credit profile and get coached up so you can make meaningful adjustments along the way. Again, compressing timeframes is just avoiding a lot of mistakes and not having to do a lot of rework and not getting too far off track and use the professionals in your life uh, to guide you because it is, it is a little bit of a moving platform. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it really is. And everything is always changing. So now I want to I want to switch roles here a little bit, Russell. I want to talk about uh, marketing strategies and those type of things to really get out there in the real estate investment world. Oops. And when it comes to Mark, so I went to this event where Russ was presenting the whole time and it was a secret of sales, uh, um, sales. What was the name of that? <laughs> sales training. And yeah, how to win people. funds. There you go. How to win funds and influence people. So tell us a little bit more. That was so powerful for me that I have sat and I've studied what what I've learned, but I've also been putting it into play because I know one thing that I'm not the best at is sales. So any type of training, you talked a lot about um, Tom Hopkins. I had him on the show here a couple of years ago myself. But again, it took that second layer 
you talking about him, then I went out and bought a lot, you know, some of his books and his CDs. So, but it's also the marketing part of it too. And tell us a little bit more about that and how to really go about that. Because sometimes, well, I just need help with it. (laughs) So if you can help us with that, Russ. (laughs) Yeah. So sales ultimately is about persuasion and persuasion is about positioning. You know, if, if, if a homeless guy with mottled hair and smelly clothes and drool running down his beard uh, interrupts this show, uh, calls in, and, and, of course, we wouldn't be able to see him on the radio, but if, if, say, we were at a live event, the guy just crashed into the room and interrupted our meeting and said, hey, everybody should sell stocks and buy gold, uh, we'd kick him out because he's interrupting our show. If Warren Buffett walked in and said those exact same words, we would invite him to the front of the room. We would drop everything. We would take notes, and most of us would be on the phone calling our brokers. And so it isn't the message. It's the messenger. And so when, when you're going to deliver a message as a salesperson, um, you know, the first thing to do is get in position. And so that's about building your brand. And to me, there's a methodology to go about building your brand, and I would like to believe it's one of my skill sets. Um, I think that if you drop me off an airplane and put me in, someplace where I didn't know anybody and asked me to penetrate an industry that I had no relationships in within a few months, I would be connected at the highest levels. And it's pretty simple. So the first thing is, it's just presentation, how you show up. Do you look, do you walk, do you talk the part? Uh, you have to do that. And I say, be who you're becoming. You don't want to be a fake person, but if you're going to change, and I think anybody committed to personal development and growth is, is committed to change, then you can begin to be that new person that you want to be today. You can start right now. Just never come out of role, and it becomes who you are. So it's how you present yourself. Number two is association, who you're seen with or groups you're associated with. This is why people join clubs. They join organizations. It's why you get your picture taken with notable people. And with social media, you can plaster that all over the place. If you do it right, it doesn't look like you're grandstanding. You're just sharing your life experience and that you're thrilled to have had a chance to meet somebody impressive. Or you're sharing activities that you're involved in in a notable group. It could be the Rotary Club. It could be some charitable organization. It could be a professional organization. But choose your associations carefully to paint a picture of who you want to be in the eyes of your target market. Uh, the next thing is endorsements. At some point, some of those people are actually who are notable are going to take notice of you and your abilities, and they'll endorse you. And even though you may not be a name anybody recognizes, when someone who does have a name endorses, sudden you become immediately more credible. And of course, you have to work hard to earn those endorsements. You have to show up every day and do a good job in whatever you're doing, add value, earn trust, where someone would be willing to put their reputation on the line to say, "Hey." I, I think this person is worthy of your uh, trust and attention. Uh, ultimately, you have to have accomplishments. You have to have some things you can put up on the board and you can say, I've done this. Uh, I've accomplished something in my area of expertise. I'm credible from a competency perspective because I have achievement. And so, but you don't have to have that right away. It's like the old adage, you know, the young teenager goes out to get a job. And says, well, you need experience. Well, how can I get experience if you won't give me a job, right? I mean, so it's the same thing. How can I... How can I build a brand of accomplishment, you know, if, if, if I, this is my first deal? And so, you know, we talk about ways to do that. Uh, you can borrow other people's credibility by participating in notable deals uh, or whatever it is you're interested in. But at some point, you have to put up some accomplishments. And then ultimately, uh, you have to be consistent. 
You have to have good integrity. Integrity is kind of what you see is what you get. There's a lot of people out there with different personality types uh, that have different types of reputations, but you, you kind of always know what to expect. You know, you expect, you know what to expect from say a Madonna or a Dennis Rodman. Uh, and you know what to expect from, you know, a, a, a you know, well, Billy Graham's no longer with us, but you, you know what I'm saying? It, it, it's mm-hmm. not about, Absolutely. sometimes people talk about integrity being a set of ethics. And I think really integrity, like an integer is a whole number. It just means, it just means being congruent. And so however you choose to brand yourself, however you choose to show up, everything you do needs to reinforce that. And over time, it just gets very strong. And, and that's really how you build a brand. Once you have a brand and along the way, you're going to collect a network, you're going to collect followers, you're going to collect people who trust you. And uh, if you do that strategically, it'll get to be pretty big. And to your point, Joe, and you're an expert on this, uh, social media has made it easier than ever before. We're in the golden age. I mean, it really just doesn't get any better than it is right now. People 20, 30 years ago had to spend fortunes to build the types of uh, followings and reputations that we can do for free if we're strategic about it. So that's really how you build your brand, and then you build your network, and then, and then ultimately your skills in terms of getting involved in a one-on-one conversation. I'm just a big believer in win-win. And so I was trained to do needs analysis selling. So when I get into a conversation with somebody, I ask way more questions than I do talk. And what I'm trying to understand is what this person's needs, wants, desires, goals, and objectives are. And I'm looking for things where I can help them, either myself through my products and services or through an introduction to somebody in my network, which adds value. And now I earn goodwill both with the person I referred and the person who I um, you know, referred to. Uh, so there's always value in every interaction when you are looking to help somebody rather than just looking to eat yourself. So if you can flip that around and make everything you do about the other person, uh, you'll end up building, I think, a better network, a better brand, and a better reputation, and you'll end up with lots of goodwill, uh, and then that ends up reciprocating. I mean, if you're referring people to other people, eventually they're going to refer people back to you, and it begins to compound. So it's kind of a long answer, but that's 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 the formula. And that's what I taught at the, at the mm-hmm. session. And uh, mm-hmm. I've been doing that for quite a while. And people come in and I like, they like it because it's kind of simple. It, it's a step-by-step. Some people think sales and marketing are personality types or charisma. And that's not necessarily true. You can have all kinds of different personality types and backgrounds and educational experience and still be very credible and very effective in sales and marketing. But you do have to follow some of the basic principles. Mm-hmm. And I, going back to social media, when I talk to people, a lot of times I don't even know if people are listening to the show, and then they'll say, oh my gosh, thank you so much, I'm glad you posted about it. So it's not always that they're going to like everything that you, that you do, because maybe they don't want to be seen that way, but they're listening and they're watching. And as long as you're the same brand online as you are offline, that's going to work for you. Because I have, I've run into many people who are different online than they are offline. And that doesn't work for people. So it just, you know, try to be, I always say try to be as positive as you can. But also, you know, be realistic too. If you're not always a positive person, you know, you know but you have to build your brand. So you have to build who you are and what you want to accomplish in your life. So when I talk to people, they're always saying, thank you so much for always being so positive. Well, I want people to have a good day. I want people to be have a good, great, uh, fantastic business. I want people to be able to go for it all the time, although I know not every day is 
you know, <laughs> some days are harder than others, put it that way. And unfortunately, I, you know, I've lived through it. Many, many, many thousands and millions of people have lived through it themselves. So, so getting back to that. And when we come back after break, I do have a listener that called in, or that texts me in with a question. So when we come back after break, we will ask that online or on air. But also, I love the fact that you said build your brand and then look, you know, look your part, you know, be part of associations. That is key. And then when I put on seminars, then, you know, be the same there in the seminars and really give value. But you know what? Another thing I absolutely love that you talked about, Russ, is if you can't help them, know somebody that can or maybe follow up with somebody that can maybe help them. But always, you know, give back to that person. Give more to them that you're giving to yourself because it really does come back to you. It really does. And it's so fantastic when it does. So, ladies and gentlemen, we'll be right back after break. But for more information, if you want to give Russ an email, you go, you send an email to go for it at realestateguysradio.com. And if you guys have other questions for the show, you can go ahead and text me, message me on Facebook, or call into the show at 1-866-472-5790. And we'll be right back after break. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. If you are looking for a dynamic speaker for your organization or event, I would love to speak at your venue. Hi, I'm Joe Hosman, the host of Go For It on Voice America. My topics range from starting your own virtual assistant business to living a triumphant life. Right now, one of my most popular topics is from my Women Empowerment series about support for today's women-built businesses and women in leadership. Visit my website, johosman.com, or call 605-941-7969 for more information. Again, that's johosman.com or 605-941-7969. I've got a special offer just for listeners of Go For It. Visit johosman.com today and get a 20% discount off of my most popular three-month media package. This is an $800 value. My Go For It Media Group helps you expand your brand utilizing media. Finding your media outlets to promote your business, including my Go For It radio show. Check out johosman.com, where you can also get information about other services like strategy sessions, my best-selling book, coaching, and training programs, support for the radio show, and much more. Don't wait. Check out johosman.com today for this special offer. We're always talking business. Talk to an expert. Call now, toll free, 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. You are listening to Go For It. To reach Joe Hausman with a comment or question about the show, please send an email to joe at joehausman.com. That's J-O at joehausman.com. Now back to Go For It. Welcome back to Go For It with my wonderful guest, Russ Gray. Hey, and we have, I promise this, we have a question from one of our listeners, Linda. She asked this question. She says, okay, so her, let's just preface this, her mother-in-law just passed away like two weeks ago. So what pointers, Russ, what pointers do you have to sell our condo? We had a man confront us to buy it after her mother-in-law passed away and it's never hit the market. 
Yeah, so there is um, oh, there are many people out there who look for these transitions in people's lives. And first of all, I'm very sorry to hear about your mother-in-law, so condolences. Um, and, and so they, they're hoping to get a deal. They're hoping to get in and uh, capture you in a moment of uh, transition where you would be interested in selling, getting liquid quickly, uh, and hopefully they can get a deal. You don't have to pay a sales commission. Uh, if you're interested in that, it, it can be an okay thing to do. Um, I learned a long time ago when in, my friend Blair Singer uh, says this all the time, when emotions run high, intelligence runs low. And obviously mm-hmm. what you're going through is a fairly emotional time. And so I don't think we're in a market right now where you need to be in a big hurry. Uh, so I think the first thing is just get, a, get an appraisal or at least a broker's price opinion and find out what your property is really worth. If you decide to go with the broker price opinion, the challenge is the broker is going to do that for you for free, but they are going to expect the listing. And it would be bad form to use a broker like that and then sell the property without offering them to handle the transaction. I personally am a big fan of having a professional handle the transaction. It gives you arm's length. It gives you a professional insurance policy just in case anything gets weird. It allows somebody who's familiar with doing the transactions, but you you pay for that. Another option would be to work with an attorney. But anyway, the point is, is to figure out what the thing is really worth and make sure you're not being taken advantage of. It's okay to give the person a deal if you're in a hurry to get liquid. And sometimes families are willing to do that because they just want to divvy up the estate as quickly as possible. Um, before you give it up, uh, you may want to look at what its potential would be as an income property and take into consideration the tax benefits of doing that. Uh, so don't just meet with a property manager, for example, and see what it would rent for, uh, but also take a look and see how converting it into a rental property would affect your tax situation. Sometimes that can make a big difference. Uh, and again, I don't know whether the property is paid for, whether there's an existing mortgage, there's probably some estate issues to be dealt with. But I just say, you know, the, the, the main thing is, is don't be too quick to get liquid until you've done enough research to make sure you understand what all your options are and what the property is really worth in the open market. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Thank you, Russ. Uh, I know she is listening, so thank you so much for that. That is really great information, especially right right after somebody passes away, you're right, the emotions kind of run high, and I love that, and intelligence runs low. But So just take the time and just really you know, figure it all out. And I love that. Have a professional handle it. Uh, I, I feel the exact same way. So before the break, we we're also talking about the event that I went to, How to Win Funds and Influence People. And that's where Russ was talking about um, his philosophy and his how he works, um, his marketing and sales strategy. So now I kind of forgot about this, but you guys put a course on with that because you recorded one. You recorded one from last year and you put it into a course found on your website. So tell us a little bit more information about that. Well, yeah, it's a, it's a two-day event. We only do it once a year. And I started doing it uh, not because I really had any desire to become a sales trainer, but in our syndication mentoring club program, we were coaching real estate. We do coach real estate entrepreneurs. And I noticed that a lot of them really just were struggling in sales and marketing. And so they would ask me uh, when I was coaching them where they could go to get trained. And I would refer them to some of the folks that had trained me, like Tom Hopkins, who's my hero. Uh, But my training really came as an amalgamation of 
different things that are really hard to get because I had some corporate training and I'd been in different industries in my career. So I said, well, you know, I'm going to put this thing together for these folks and see how they like it. So I did a two-day event and it became very popular and it's kind of taken on a life of its own, but I only do it once a year. So not this last time when you came, but the time before we videotaped the whole event and turned it into a video course that people can get. And I can give them the details if they send an email to go for it at realestateguysradio.com. And it's not just for learning, but you can watch the video. So I teach the module just like I'm in the seminar. You can do the exercises, and that goes where I have these forms that you fill out. You ask yourself good questions and then find those good answers and begin to develop a linkage between the features and the benefits and and who your target market is and how to uh, find centers of influence and get into relationships with them to enhance your lead flow and many different things like that. But so you have these exercises that you can do at breakpoints. And my suggestion to people is to create a drills for skills mastermind. So like with your RIA group or somebody has a leads group in their community, you can, you can take the course, buy the course, and then you can get together with your people uh, in your leads group or fellow investors or people at your own company. And then you can watch the training, do the exercises, practice the skills. And if you're doing it in a leads group environment, if you're not familiar with a leads group, it's pretty simple. You know, for example, let's say you're in the mortgage profession, like you used to be, Joe, or like I used to be, and you might have a real estate agent and a title company, and you may have other people who are in ancillary businesses, not competing business, an estate planning attorney, a tax person, things like that, uh, or people that are in other other businesses, but you all share the same same clientele and you just meet different needs of that individual. Uh, and so there's a lot of business to be done from every relationship that everybody in the group has. And when you do this training together, you're actually learning about each other's businesses so that when you do your needs analysis with a, a prospect using the techniques I teach, uh, you uncover their needs, wants, desires, goals, and objectives, and you have a ready group of people to refer that business to and they do the same thing for you. And now you're reinforcing the relationship with your client uh, by having a group of people that are kind of your tribe and they're all cross-referring to each other. Uh, and, and so anyway, so drill for, drill for skills is a great way to use it. So now you're not just building your skills, but you're building your brand because you're expanding your brand to other people. And you're building your network because you're tapping into their lists and their databases and their marketing. And the natural extension of that is to do some co-op marketing. So, if, for example, you want to do a seminar on financial planning or retirement planning. You could take groups of people in your group, in your uh, leads group, and each one could teach a different module. And you could use your marketing dollars to fill the room. And now you're cross-pollinating each other's databases. You're leveraging each other's marketing budget. Together, you can do more than you could do individually. And you have a way to monetize all of that because you're monetizing each relationship more because you're finding more ways to serve them. Even though it's not your business, it's your group's business. And all of that just comes from getting together with people and learning and doing your drill for skills. So that's my suggestion for how people use how to win funds and influence people. Mm-hmm. And I highly suggest it as well. Ladies and gentlemen, it was phenomenal. I, it's just life-changing. That's all I can say. Life-changing information that Russ uh, presents. It was, well, yeah, it was just phenomenal. I can't even, it's like there's no words to even say how great it was. And you, I just came away from there. Even the next day when I flew home, I was just like, wow, what just happened? <laughs> 
<laughs> and it was just yeah, the and the and when you're in the seminar itself, and yes, definitely do it within like your own South or your own real estate associations or your leads groups or your mastermind groups, whatever you call them. But also go to their events. Really, it, it's life changing. I met so many people that have been on your guys's podcast, and I thought. I'd never meet those people, but there they were at the seminar and it was, it was just life changing. I guess that's all I can say about it. You really get to, you know, get to their events and it's under, um, realestateguysradio.com. They have a tab that says events and their secrets of successful syndication is coming up now the end of September. And I tell you what, if that's something you're interested in, well, actually let's talk just a little bit. We have a few minutes left, Russ. Let's talk about syndication because that's like the next step in um, real estate investing for me at least. So talk just a couple minutes about syndication. Yeah, syndication is basically aggregating um, resources into an enterprise. So, for example, if I want to go buy an apartment building or do a real estate development or buy a shopping center, I might not have the bandwidth or the expertise to do that on my, by myself, but I can get a group of people together. So let's just say I need a million-dollar down payment to take down this apartment building. I could get 10 investors at $100,000 each. I could earn a piece of the deal for bringing the deal, or maybe I put some of my own capital in. I can get paid a fee for putting it together that comes out of the profit in the deal. Uh, they don't have to do anything. So it's my sweat equity, if you will, my hustle. And I'm giving them a return on investment. Maybe some of them are going to bring their credit. Uh, sometimes when you get a commercial loan, you have to have balance sheets. Somebody might say, hey, I'll, I'll, I'll guarantee a portion of the loan for a fee or an extra piece of the action. Uh, but that's all syndication is. It's really how all the deals get done. You know, Cowboy Stadium, there's a $1.1 billion stadium. Jerry Jones syndicated that. Uh, mm-hmm. He put in, I think, $300 million of his own money, but all the rest of the money, the vast majority of the money, came from other, other people. It, and, and so syndication can be big or small. I personally think one of the great benefits of syndicating in real estate investing is you can go bigger faster. And bigger mm-hmm. is where you get economies of scale. And bigger is actually easier because when you have bigger, uh, your travel costs, your due diligence costs, your staffing costs are amortized over a bigger project. It's less of a load and you can actually get more help and have a bigger budget to get things done. So I think one of the mistakes a lot of people make is they think going small is easier. And I would make the argument just the opposite is true. Staying small is much more difficult. It's easier to have a big business than a small business. It's easier to have a, do a big real estate project than a small real estate project. And syndication is the key for someone of modest means to be able to go bigger faster. Mm-hmm. And I'm finding that as well, that staying small is a lot <laughs> it's um yeah I'm 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 so excited to go to the syndication event I'm just like counting the days until I can get there so and just of course just reconnecting with a lot of the great people that I met back in June and then um, uh, meeting great new people as well so I thank you for that Russ I thank you you and Robert for all that you do for the Real Estate Guys Radio and all of us that listen and hopefully all the new people that are going to start listening uh, because of this show now Russ what I ask all of my wonderful guest experts is if nobody else listened to anything else we had to say and I don't know how they didn't but what are some last parting words you'd like to leave from our worldwide audience oh wow um, well I, I, to me I mean I think the title of your show is it go for it right? But mm-hmm. believe in yourself. Go out and mm. test yourself. Uh, all growth comes at the margin. If you look at a tree, 
all the growth is happening out at the fringe. It's the most frail. It's the weakest. It's the stuff that gets blown off in the storm first. But you've got to learn to be comfortable being uncomfortable. And when you mm-hmm. learn to do that and you learn to go for it, especially if, you, if you're careful about the environments and the people you surround yourself with so that uh, when you do have those natural setbacks, there's nothing wrong with you if, if you have setbacks. The, 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 the error is not getting back up, but you want to be in a nurturing environment where people can laugh at it with you. They can pick you back up, dust you off, encourage you to go for it again and again. And then when you're around role models and people that are part of a culture of people who are going for it, uh, you'll find out that it's actually a great tribe to be a part of. I think, Joe, that's, that's obviously what our tribe is all about. And I think that's mm-hmm. why you feel so comfortable being around us mm-hmm. and why I encourage people to go to live events. So be attentive to your uh, environment uh, and the people you allow to speak into your life uh, and, and develop the go for it mentality. And I think you'll do well. Amen. Thank you so much for that, Russ. Thank you for all the great information you gave us today and gave my worldwide audience. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, seriously, go, uh, email him, go for it at realestateguysradio.com. And, you know, any questions or information you would like about them, definitely go to go for it at realestateguysradio.com and ask them that. I mean, they are there to help. And then download their podcast and listen to their podcast and come to their seminars. It is life-changing for sure. So Russ, thank you again for taking time out of your busy schedule for being on my show. I am so, so appreciative. And I know I'll see you here at the end of September. And ladies and gentlemen, as always, I want you to reach your full potential of becoming bigger, better, bolder, and stronger with each and every day. And that's by go by going for it. But you can also go to my website, johosman.com. And then there, I have uh, my online business strategy uh, information and also my speaking information that I can give you. And, of course, my radio show. And always remember, you are stronger than what you give yourself credit for. So go out and be great today and be great always. And along the way, show some kindness and love no, uh, no matter where you go. Be a blessing to others. We never know what other people are going through. And if all you can give is a smile, you know what? Give that. It's free, and it's going to make the other person feel good. Have a great week. God bless. And we'll see you here next week for another exciting show. Thank you for listening to Go For It. Be sure to come back next Thursday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time and 11 a.m. Eastern Time for another edition with your host, Joe Hausman, on the Voice America Business Channel. Have a great day and an even better week.